Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be, if you are hearing this message. This is Reverend Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and here we have today's edition of Bible Bites as we continue reading through the scriptures this year. And I hope you are reading the Word of God as well as we go through the scriptures. Today, my reading is found in 1 Kings 22, or 21 and 22, excuse me. And so I want to just point out a couple of things here. Um, some of you will be familiar with some of the things here, and others may not, but that's okay. We're all growing, and we're all learning, and we're all growing in the Lord. In chapter 21 of 1 Kings, we read the story about a wicked king, Ahab. We've, we've read some more about him up to this point. Um, he was probably one of the worst, if not the worst, kings that uh, Israel, the northern kingdom, ever had. And so in chapter 21, we read of this story where he wants to buy someone's property. Um, there's an adjoining vineyard to his uh, that's owned by Naboth, a Jewish man, and he was a Jezreelite. And uh, Ahab wants to buy and to have Naboth's vineyard. And so he, you know, he tells him, he says, well, I'll either give you a replacement vineyard or I'll give you money, whichever you want. But Naboth says to him, I want to read verse three. But Naboth said to Ahab, the Lord forbid that I should give the inheritance of my fathers to you. Now, first of all, I want to talk about just in the natural realm of things. This was very practical in that day. When the children of Israel were given an allotment and an inheritance, it was to remain in their family. They were not supposed to sell it, especially um, outside of their, their family unit. And so, you know, so this was something that was very real to, um, to Naboth. And this was something very um, close to him. He wanted to make sure that he did not give away the inheritance of his fathers to anyone. But I want to also make a spiritual application about this. Beloved, we have a spiritual inheritance in the fact that we serve the Lord. He is our foundation. Jesus Christ is our Savior. And he, the, Paul tells us that He is the foundation that the church is built upon. And we have an inheritance from our forefathers, the apostles, the New Testament writers, the um, whole of the Word of God. We have a spiritual heritage. We have a spiritual heritage also and an inheritance in the Lord. And, and I believe that this, we need to have that same spirit that Naboth had, that nothing and no one can take this away from us. We will not sell it. We will not give it up. We will not let anyone or anything steal it or trick us into giving it up. We're going to cling to that, and we're going to hold to that. And that may become even more important in these last days. So I encourage you with that word. Don't give up the inheritance of faith, the, the inheritance of the things of God. You cling to those and let no one and nothing take those away from you, just like Naboth would not get rid of his property. No matter what Ahab offered him, it wasn't for sale. It wasn't negotiable. And we need to be that way about the spiritual things that God has put in us, that they're just not negotiable. We will not give them up for anything, for any price, 
for any pleasure or promised pleasure, they're ours and we will cling to them. So anyway, Ahab goes home then and he's pouting. Notice this, this is the king of Israel and he goes home and he pouts. And, you know, Queen Jezebel, she's a whole different story. She comes into the picture and she says, why is your spirit so sullen that you aren't even eating any food? And he says to her, because I spoke to Naboth the Gilead and the Jezreelite, and I wanted his vineyard for money, and, and he wouldn't give it to me. I even offered to give him another vineyard or whatever. And so he's, he's pouting. He's pouting. And um, so Jezebel says, You now exercise authority over Israel. Arise, eat food, and let your heart be cheerful. I will give you the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite. And so she did. She concocts this plot, and she goes out, and she has Naboth killed. And later on, in another place, we learn that not only did she kill Naboth, but she killed a bunch of his sons, too, as a matter of fact, all of his children, so that no one else could challenge them seizing his property. And we'll read that in another place in the scriptures that fills in that detail. So she goes back to Ahab and she says, Naboth's dead. Go ahead and take your possession. Now, you know, it seems like to me Ahab would have had a clue that, that things were really screwed up here because she just comes back and says Naboth's dead. I mean, that should give him a clue that she went and killed him. She went and had him killed. Apparently, Ahab didn't care about that um, because God sends, God saw this whole thing. And he knows what has happened, and God is not happy about it, and God will bring judgment. So he sends Elisha, uh, Elijah down to give him a word, and he prophesies. He says, the same place that the dogs licked up the blood of Naboth, they're going to lick up yours. And then he goes on and he talks about how uh, Naboth's not going to have a male child that will live and succeed him, you know, beyond him, and, uh, and how Jezebel's going to die and the dogs are going to eat her. Um, you know, eat her flesh by the wall of Jezreel. So all of this horrendous stuff is prophesied. Well, Ahab does uh, humble himself before the Lord. So the Lord says, okay, I won't do it in your day. It'll happen in, in your son's day. But um, the prophecy about Ahab and his blood being licked up will still come to pass. Now, God didn't change that. And we'll see that that gets um, actually fulfilled. However, I wanted to point out this one thing because this tells us just how bad off Ahab had gotten. The Bible tells us in verse 20 that, uh, it, and he says that uh, Ahab said to Elijah, have you found me, O my enemy? And he answered, I have found you because you have sold yourself to do evil in the sight of the Lord. Now this tells us that Ahab was completely deliberate willful and calculated in this rebellion, witchcraft, and these abominations. God is not at all pleased because Ahab is supposed to be the king of Israel and he is in a position to lead his people and so God is going to deal with it and he will completely do so. So in chapter 22, we find out it's been three years and now Ahab wants to go up and take Ramoth Gilead away from the Syrians. And they had had peace with the Syrians for this time period. 
So Jehoshaphat, the king, who is now king in, in Judah, and Jehoshaphat was a very godly king, one of Judah's best kings. Um, and so Jehoshaphat comes to meet him. And, and Ahab says, hey, will you go with me because I want to fight and, and take back Raboth Gilead. So Jehoshaphat says, well, I'm, I'm your brother. I'm with you. But first, let's, let's inquire of the Lord. Let's make sure God is on our side here. So the king gathers about 400 of his prophets and they go, oh yeah, go on up because God's going to give it to you. You don't have any problems. Well, notice this about Jehoshaphat in verse 7 of chapter 22. Jehoshaphat said, is there not still a prophet of the Lord here that we may inquire of him, meaning of the Lord? Now, Jehoshaphat's just listened to 400 men telling him, that everything's going to be great. This is wonderful. But notice Jehoshaphat knew that none of them were speaking the word of the Lord. None of them registered in Jehoshaphat's spirit. He was sensitive. He knew the voice of God. He knew the true prophets, and he was able to discern between lies and the truth, between what was of God and what was not. Beloved, we need to be like Jehoshaphat, and we need to not believe everything we hear, even if the majority of people are proclaiming it. And they say it's in the name of the Lord. That doesn't necessarily mean it is. Now, does God still speak through people today? Absolutely, He does. So I don't mean this in a bad way in that sense, but I do. what I am saying is that we must have discernment. We need to be able to know you know, Jesus came on the scene and he said, my sheep know my voice and they hear me and another they will not follow. You know, whenever they would take um, their flocks of sheep to a watering hole, to a well or whatever, to water them, many different flocks of sheep would be there and many shepherds would be there. And they didn't have to run through and chase down their sheep. All they had to do was call them to themselves when it was time to leave and to get back to the fields. And so they would just call them. And they, they knew their shepherd's voice. Beloved, there is much deception rampant today. And we need to pray that God will give us discernment. And we need to know the voice of our shepherd. And even when the majority is speaking against us, we need to listen for the Lord's voice and hear his voice and his voice alone. And so I just want to leave you with that in Jesus' name. We need to be like Jehoshaphat was in that, in that instant. Um, then we read where, you know, there's this other prophet, Micaiah. I guess that's how you pronounce his name. I don't know. And so the king calls him. He says, I, I'll call him, but I really don't like him because he never tells me anything good. He always tells me bad stuff. So they call him, and he does have the word of the Lord. And I know that Jehoshaphat, you know, was able to witness that. And so Micaiah comes, and notice this. You know, they're trying to tell him, the people that are calling him to the kings, they, they tell him, they say, okay, now everybody else has said really good stuff, so, so please tell us good stuff, okay? So in verse 14, Micaiah says, as the Lord lives, whatever the Lord says to me, that will I speak. In other words, he says, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to tell you something just because you want it to tickle your ears, and that's what you want to hear. I'm going to speak from the word of the Lord. So he does. He speaks from the word of the Lord. 
And then notice in verse 17 of chapter 22 of 1 Kings, welcome as you join in, that um, it says here that I saw all Israel. Now, this is Micah giving the word of the Lord to him, giving the prophetic word. He says, I saw all Israel scattered on the mountains as sheep that have no shepherd. And the Lord said, these have no master. Let each return to his house in peace. And so he's telling him, it's not going to turn out good for you, Ahab. This is what God said, you will die in this battle. And um, so it reminded me when I read that verse about how Jesus talked about, and there was a prophecy from Zechariah that when Jesus would be struck, the sheep would be scattered. But you know, when you read that in Matthew chapter 26, verses 31 and 32, Jesus says, this is, this is that time, this is that night, and this scripture will be fulfilled. But when I come back, I'll lead you in and out again. In other words, there was the promise that the shepherd, our shepherd, was going to return. And so we would not be like um, one who their king died off and they were like sheep with no shepherd permanently. Our king was coming back. And beloved, it reminded me of how David says in the psalm, the Lord is my shepherd. Notice this, and we can say this with David, the Lord is my shepherd, not was. He did die. But he rose again, and he lives forevermore, and he is our shepherd. He is with us, and he has not left us without a shepherd to care for us. Hallelujah. And then the last thing I wanted to point out was just in verse 19. Then Micah said, Therefore hear the word of the Lord. I saw the Lord sitting on his throne, and all the host of heaven standing by, on his right hand and on his left. And then he goes on and he tells how... Um, Ahab is going to be deceived into losing his life that day in this battle. and um, But I noticed that, and I went, man, here's another one who has seen the Lord in all of his glory. Praise God. One day, you and I will see the Lord in all of his glory, for he is our shepherd. I pray that this word blesses you today, and, and may God bless you in every way. I hope you can join us again. We've now completed all the way through 1 Kings, and we'll be starting in 2 Kings tomorrow. God bless you is my prayer.